The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. Players Lounge coming your way. SWBC Podcast Center here at the Star Frisco, the world headquarters of the Dallas Cowboys. You know the crew, Danny McRae, LSU, Bengal Tiger. They great won job, this dude. Weekend. Great job, man. Great job. Heck, Heck my Harrison oh, is here in the house getting things done, and we've got Barry Church, yes, yes, the Toledo sir. Rocket. They oh, went yeah, there oh, yeah. trying, to, trying to do well in the Mac well, here. You, your head coach could could be in play for the Michigan State job, yeah. so slide him up. You then. pay him an extra $42, he might stay. <laughs> 42 ain't no <laughs> <laughs> Price has probably gone up since then. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cost of doing business. Yeah. Yes. We back up. We back I up. I am Newey Scruggs here. Uh, Players Lounge brought to you by Tostitos. Mm-hmm. Well, coordinators talked yesterday. Everybody's trying to explain exactly what happened. Mike McCarthy trying to explain what happened here. Let's start with defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, who said that there were three players who played well in that loss against Arizona. Tank Lawrence, Malik Hooker, and Ron Bland. I'll start with you, Danny. You agree? Listen, I trust Dan Quinn, okay? I trust Dan Quinn. I said yesterday that Demarcus Lawrence played a hell of a football game. Okay, we did talk about Deron Bland a little bit. I'm I'm assuming assuming that we are focusing on five to six plays. He's focusing on the entirety of the game and the situations that he put him in. We don't know the schemes that he called, what his actual job was on each play. So some plays we might have seen him get beat, and Dan Quinn was like, hey, this is what they're running, and this is what I want you to play, and then react to everything else. I haven't known Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy to get out here and tell lies about players playing better than than what they've been playing. (laughs) So I'm not going to just all of a sudden start believing it now. He said the run band played well. That means he played with effort and intensity and he knew his technique, so I'm okay with it, okay? So Deron Bland, as we talked about yesterday, is A-OK, all right? And Demarcus Lawrence is still saying, hey, follow me, play like I play, and then, you know what I'm saying, we'll have an effort. I think the biggest thing for me was he saw the same thing we saw. Yeah. We, everybody didn't play with the same effort and intensity uh, as we usually play with, all right? It was something going on to where we just weren't focused on the standard that we usually set as a defense throughout those first two games and, and actually all of last year. Um, so that was the thing where I'm like, okay, he sees it. He knows he needs to get out there and make sure these guys are motivated because obviously, you know, re, you know, revisit at week five wasn't really a thing. It's revisit at week three. So I'm, I listen. I'm okay with it, man. Shout out, shout out to uh, Deron Blaine. Uh, hey, hey, we sorry, bro. We, we just saw a couple plays, you know, that, that, that was off a little bit, but I trust Dan Quinn, so Deron Blaine, to be, you know, singled out, well, actually tripled out, whatever you call it. He, he played well. You love Dan Quinn, dog, and that is your love for Dan Quinn is unmatched. Mm-hmm. But we got to call Capricorn on that, man. The flag on the plane because mm-hmm. we you watched the cap. Se- we, we watched the whole game, and I thought I really did think that it was a confidence play from Dan Quinn, just basically saying, "Look, I got a guy that got to start on Thursday. We went all week, all the way through the scheme and everything, and he knew he was going to play in the nickel uh, with Jay Lou." And next thing you know, we have to thrust him into the starting lineup, even on the side that he's not used to playing. So, I mean, even as I dissected what he was talking about, I thought it was more or less, hey, this is a guy in the last minute had to go in and and start, and he did a serviceable job. Obviously, the penalties, he even said even with some of those penalties, like, 
man, this is a part of how we play. And if it's going to be like that, we'll accept those things. Yeah. But hey, guy playing in the last minute like he did, he did he did a well he did Hold a good on. enough job. You gonna call my man DQ? Hold on. Last year when the cornerbacks went down, okay, and we had to see Deron Bland and Bossman Flat and they shun right over there. Did Dan Quinn lie about how they played? Did he come out here and say, "Hey man, hey, uh, everybody played bad except uh, Kelvin Joseph"? Did he say that? He, hey, man, hey, listen, they got some stuff they need to learn. We're going to get it figured out. That was the conversation that he had. That was their confidence booster. Hey, man, you didn't play horrible. Stuff to learn. He didn't say that about Deron Bland. He could have just said, hey, Deron Bland played bad just like everybody else. Right, exactly. <laughs> he didn't say that. He, he singled him out as one of those guys who actually played well. So that's why I believe him. Man. <laughs> I gotta go with heck on this one, I gotta, I, you know. And like, like you, but you are right in the same sense as well when you talk about Dan Quinn knowing more than all of us as far as it goes to his defense. Um, but when we looked at it, it, it just looked like the man was a little lost out there. Now you are right. I don't know the system like that. I don't know the play calls all hundred percent like that. So there could be some truth in there. But um, overall, I mean, it was a small sample size, and it was his first time out there on the outside. I don't know how many snaps he got there last year, but I would, you know, this year it was his first time on the outside. So we'll give him a little bit of leeway and see you know what happens coming up here this week because I'm sure Dan Quinn will throw some wrinkles in there to help him on that outside. The only thing I'm kind of nervous about with that is does it take away from the aggressiveness of Dan Quinn's defense? Like do you got to dial it back a little bit because you may be ailing a little bit on one side during the secondary? Like do you throw a safety over top over there and does that take away from usually you muddying you know the inside of the field as far as the safeties are concerned? So I'm, I'm interested to see how they play out going forward. But I mean, hey, we, we all know D-Law played well. He went out there mm-hmm. and he did his thing versus the run. And Malik Hooker, even though there was a lot of big plays out there, he minimized a lot of it. Like that 14 when he was wide open on the cross, across her, uh, across the field or whatever, and he was about to score. Malik Hooker did a great job slowing him down and making sure, you know, hey, we're stopped here at the 10-yard line. So those two guys did play well. Got to go with you when it comes to Deron Bland. But um, overall, I, this defense needs to step up coming up this week against I, New England. I listen, I know, I just, you know, because I do, I, I think Dan Quinn is the guy. Okay, like I said, and I trust him. I just don't, I, there are other guys he could have singled out and said if he wanted to give him a confidence boost. Mozzie Smith ain't got no conf- confidence boost. No. Okay. It, it, Mozzie, we, you know, you need him to go out there and play. Ain't nobody got out there and said that he played well. Like just just so they can say you play well, and Michael and, Parsons has. Well, yeah. well and, and if you trust, okay, so if the guys in the locker room in the, in the defensive room trust Dan Quinn, right? And we out here, and and they and they in there, and Dan Quinn said, "You play well, you play well, you play well." And the whole meeting room is like, "Hold on, twenty six, <laughs> he played well." <laughs> like then you just lose a little bit of, <laughs> about Respect, what you yeah. feel about yeah. Dan Quinn. That's why I don't, I, you know, that's why I don't, I don't believe it to be true, but. What do we know? We're not, we're not in there. You're calling Robert Sala? He out there trying to sell he, sell his quarterback each week to his team? Nah, no, no. Nah, well, the look on his face says it all. Okay. I, <laughs> but I'm not in the, in the meeting room because you already know. We sit in there like, hold on. You you go back on, on, on Monday or Sunday night and mm-hmm. you, y'all having y'all drink at the house or whatever. We lost and everybody like, hey, man, what you call it? Play like garbage. What are we going to do about him? And then you get in the meeting room on Monday and like you hear, hey, hey man, you played great. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen in that yeah, meeting yeah. room. Boys going to be looking like, hold on, wait. He played good, and I didn't because you used to be so mad when uh, well, Joe Bank was over there. Yeah, <laughs> man, you ain't lying. Yeah, but, but this could be the case, too. Boys going to be looking at, hold on. I got a 69%. I got a, he got it, could be, it could be on. We don't know. It could, we don't okay, know. Could be. I, I'm going, don't know. I'm, I, my vote is Dan Quinn is being honest with us, and he's telling us the truth, and we'll see Deron Bland get better and better each week. Why are you bringing the bad memories from a man like that? Hold on, no, no, no. Multiple times. 
What? Like, he, 75? He used to be upset about them lows. Man. <laughs> like, <laughs> we all been there. We all, some cats get called out. But some hey, don't. But you everybody gets graded on the curve. And, and maybe that was him grading him on the curve based off of what happened this week. But I thought in the interview when he was talking about the, the first half versus the second half, he was very honest. You know, and they asked him a question about the defense in total and him saying that, look, this is a warrior crew. I expect for these guys to, to bounce back. And he just looked at it. He looked at the whole game and, and basically chalked it up to, Look, man, they got us. It wasn't really nothing that you could say. And if you're looking for a bright spot, it may be one or two. Like mm-hmm. two. Three. He pointed at three. On one hand, he said Dan Quinn's being honest about the, the, his assessment of the game. And the other one said 26 he was lying on. Though. Hey, you didn't play one well. or two. <laughs> First half, five possessions, five scores for uh, Arizona. As they got out to a 21-10 to 10 lead here. So, Let's fast forward this thing. Hold on, wait. You, I, we didn't. You didn't say nothing. I, who is he telling the truth, or is he, or is he, uh, did Deron Bland play well, or, or is Dan Quinn just blowing smoke right now? My untrained eye, I felt like he was trying to keep the smoke off. The okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Confidence boost. I, I just want. I just want to know where you at, man. Like, I'm not going to give you people in the media the the stick to go beat this guy up. So that that's that that's how I look. We know there are going to be times, and, and this is across sports. And from what I've covered, there are times when these coaches are like, "I'm not giving you people in the media anything to write to, to, to get the guy down." Mm-hmm. My job is to pick me on him. You, all right, it's okay. You're gonna be good, and you know, not to have you know beat writer ABs. See, sucks. He ain't no good. Last year was a mirage. I mean, you know, that's because there there are people in the media waiting to do that. You know, him, you know. It's the educated brother from the bank. It's Kareem Akbar. It's Deron Bland. He was the problem with the defense. See, I'm not, I'm not, hey. I'm not starting that rumor. So, so, I ain't starting that rumor here. Yeah. So, I know Dan Quinn to be an honest guy, so, okay? So I, 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 I ain't starting that rumor. <laughs> now, now I'll, I'll say this. So, so uh, Terry Francona is retiring as the 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 manager of the Cleveland Browns. He won two World Series with with the Red Sox. And one time he was asked, and and he said, yes, I lie to you guys all the time, Mm -hmm. talking about the media. Because he's like, hey, look, there are times when what I need to do for me and my team, I don't need to let you all know exactly how I feel. So do I say some things? Because I got to go back in that room, and I got to go get those guys to play. So that's why I say, you know, my untrained eye, I can see him just saying, man, he was all right, man. Don't, don't, you know, just because he's not trying to give us anything. Okay. Which, which. He could have said that. You know. He played all right. Or he could have said, hey, everybody played uh, away except Demarcus Lawrence. <laughs> and you would have been just fine with that. Nobody could have tacked the run blend because you're going to say Stephon Gilmore's in there, Jordan Lewis is in there, who we saw give up a long play. Yeah. I just. <laughs> he, you know, he could have said plenty of things. But shout out to 26, okay? I got faith in you, dog. Even if these guys on the ta- at the table don't have That's faith in you. That's not what we said. I got faith in you, okay? Okay. okay. Hey, look, look, look man. Nobody said that. Nobody's going to play nobody 17 said great games. Okay, nobody, nobody, said nobody said plays know, 17 I'm, great games. It's, it's hard to do that. But moving it forward here, New England had 157 yards of rushing against the Jets on 40 attempts. So, we just saw the whole blueprint going way back to when the old head coach of Denver Broncos, mm-hmm. Vic Fangio, said this this is the blueprint, guys. Bill Belichick is going to go and attack this team. <laughs> you think? Running yes. the ball. So if they got 157 against the Jets, they coming. As Deion said, we coming. Mac Jones. Mac Jones is listen, Josh Dobbs ain't ain't the the, the nip like 
the most shifty quarterback mm-hmm. or the fastest, but he, Mac Jones ain't even close to that. Mm-hmm. All right, so read option ain't gonna be a thing. Quarterback count, you ain't gonna be able to do some of that stuff with Mac Jones unless it's him. You know, we rushing up the field and he's you know, scrambling. You know, getting the first down or two. So I don't think it'll be the same. But you gonna have to buckle up your chin strap. For for, for Zeke Stevenson, you're gonna you're gonna have to because that's what you're gonna see all game. They they I was at one game last year. They was in the snow. They ran almost every single. They only snap. passed yeah. it three times. I think. <laughs> so, in the, in the, up in was, and it was yeah. raining this week. It was if raining this week stop in Meadowlands. If you can't rain. stop it, they gonna keep on coming with. They gonna just gonna keep run 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 until you figure out a way to stop it. So and I think that's a good test for us because mm-hmm. we need to know. We need to know. We really need to know. Was this an anomaly, or have we really fixed uh, you know our problems that we had up front last, for the last two years? Hey, y'all remember when you used to be in high school and the teacher used to say, put your books away, it's pop quiz time? It's going to be like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be like that every week. Pop quiz, mm-hmm. every Can y'all stop the run? And until they prove that they can stop the run, and pr- until they prove that they can stop teams in 12 personnel, because we know Bill Belichick is the 12 personnel specialist. Yeah, he it. has won Super Bowls with having two tight ends, one – Two killers, one literally and one figuratively. Mm-hmm. You know, he can wow. do that. You know, he's the kind of guy. It just hit me like this. Wow, I know. Oh, for real. I mean, but you know that he has the kind of tight ends that can get it done. And so when it comes down to the running game, when it comes down to the running game, no, this going to be, hey, you better, like you said, buckle up your chin strap. It's going to be buckle. You got to have, you got to buckle your chest trap. All right. Because look, Bill Belichick, we know defensively what he does is he tries to take away, you know, what your offense does best. And then, Coming from his offense, you know that's what they're going to do. They're going right. to come straight downhill on the Dallas Cowboys. And you, you said that 12 personnel. So it's going to force the Cowboys to be in a bigger personnel. You might not see that big, you know, three safety package that they usually run out there. So to me, it's going to be interesting to see because Stevenson and Zeke, they're basically the same type of back. They're going to run straight down here. One cut straight downhill coming down in yeah. your face. So I want to see if – pause on that. I want to see if uh, LVE – the Moan Clark and those guys, are they going to come to the point of attack and force these guys him? back? Or are they going to do a lot of catching? Because that's what we saw last week against Arizona. You saw James Conner falling forward, three, four extra yards on there because guys are catching out there. So we'll see what happens. But it's going to be a big, big-time game for those two interior defensive tackles and those linebackers because they're going to try to get to the second level. We'll see if Mozzie Smith and them boys can hold up. <laughs> Hey, first it's, hey, it's a lot. It's a lot going Come on, on right dog. It's hey, a lot. Hey, I'm not addressing what you just <laughs> said. <laughs> I heard Heck ask the question about how we feel about the linebackers, and you, and you said it a little bit. I want to say this. They were confused last week. It reminded me. It was a, it was a few years ago when we played the Baltimore Ravens, and we were seeing those clips of the misdirection that was kind of getting them confused, mm-hmm. and it slowed our linebackers down. I think we saw that a couple times. Like, they were catching because they were so far behind, then trying to fight off a block four yards down the field from a lineman because they weren't able to see where the ball was going. Read this way, pull it, pull across, and they're, you know, one step behind. That means that lineman is on you, and he's hooking guys, and all of a sudden you're trying to get out. We saw that a couple times during the game. I think Dan Quinn is going to, you know, help them buckle that up, and it'll be a little different this week against the Patriots. Hey, let's squeeze our first break in here. Um, when we come back, no white tees. play calling from Mike McCarthy. Uh Dak possible issue in terms of throwing the wide receivers for touchdowns, and the power rankings are out today. Uh-oh. Tell you how far the Cowboys have fallen in the eyes of the <laughs> national media. We'll discuss it next right here on the Players Lounge, brought to you by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com radio. 
I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and pitaya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL Collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. We got big personalities. We got big hair, big belt buckles. We got fans all across this big state and enemies in every other one. We even got a big star on the 50-yard line. Smirnoff knows football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks home or away, we rally together, we cry together, and we always rally cry together because, most of all, we got big love for them boys. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Back to the Players' Lounge. All right, your cowboy, your cowboys head to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers in week five of the 2023 season. Come out to Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium on October the 8th for a free watch party presented by 7-Eleven. Cheer on the boys alongside the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders and Rowdy while enjoying $5 Miller Lights, barbecue, game day fair, and more. Gates open at 6 p.m. and kickoff is at 7:20. For more information and to claim your ticket. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash watch party. Go Cowboys. Thank you, Heckma Harrison. You are in the Players' Lounge brought to you by Tostitos. You got Heckma Harrison, Danny McCray, Barry Church, former Cowboys safeties. I'm Newey Scruggs. By the way, let's recap last night, Monday night, with mm. Kicks, Philadelphia yeah. with a <laughs> victory of 25 to 11. Boys D-Mac, you had Philly winning tw- uh, 30 to 24. Heckma, you had it 27 to 17. Philadelphia. Barry Church, you had Philly winning 24 to 17. And I was all wrong, had Tampa Bay oh, with man. an upset. That, that did not happen. The other Monday night game, we had the Rams at Cincinnati. The Rams lose 19 to 16. Joe Burrow comes through. I was wrong again. I had LA winning 25-21. Church, you had LA as well, 27 to 14. Heckman, you had LA winning 24 to 10. And Danny, you had LA winning 19 to 13. No, nobody, that hurt him. Nobody was smoking to Joe Burrow. I'm, I'm glad to be wrong. I didn't think he was going to play. Mm. And he went out there with one leg. And I'm not even going to give all the I'm not even going to give all the credit to Joe. They defense is they outstanding. Ball, they ball. They man. defense is outstanding. They Hendrickson, 
Yeah. He's like that. Ohio oh, right. State. You well, why wouldn't you help the man out? That's like, <laughs> Hendricks has obviously beaten this man to sleep. Why would you Just help me out? Get him out, some help. Man. Give Just, me some help. Hey, Pick him up, Gold Mouth. <laughs> Take him on his side. Let's go put in Chaz Green. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, that so, man was getting every snap. I want and I want mm. you, I want give my props later on in the season how I just did that for you, okay? I'm not giving the credit to Joe Burrow for that. I'm giving it to Cincinnati's defense. The all right. Yeah, keep it a hundred. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad I was wrong. I am glad I was wrong. You know I want the Bengals to win, but I mean I'm picking with my with my mind, not with my heart. Well, we, all lost, we all lost out. Play calling for Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy uh, said that he did not do a good job in terms of getting his three offensive linemen who got into the starting lineup enough practice time to, to, you know, to prepare them, I should say. So Tyler Biotis, the starting center, was out. Left tackle Tyron Smith was out. He dressed, but he did not play in the game. Zach Martin, your all-pro, soon-to-be Hall of Fame right guard, did not play in the game. I come into this, and you guys let me know, and I'll start with you first here, Heckman. The Cowboys had eight drives in the game. Five of them went into the red zone. They only got one touchdown. So while we can disagree with some of the play calling and, and, and not getting in there, um, man, if I – and this has called me crazy, but if you can do this again this week, get eight drives and go five in the red zone, get 50% clip, and you should be – you should have a better result. Your thoughts? Uh, a lot of media games being played yesterday, and, and, I, and I, li- I love it. I mean, you don't want to throw your offense under the bus, uh, but Tony Pollard had 23 carries for 122 yards. I mean, they stuck with the run, and if you didn't believe in your offensive line, that would have – You'd have switched that up, mm-hmm. even though Dak had 40 passes uh, in the game. Like, I, red zone is a problem. And there's no other way to look, to, to look at it. Red zone is a problem. And a lot of people are, are looking at last year when we had Kellen Moore and the, the improvement of what we had last season. They've got to find a way to fix it. And I don't know if it's communication. I don't know if it's – what it is, all right? But especially like on those scramble drills when we see Dak trying to get out of the pocket and look into the he's, – he he's not looking at anything. So um, – and obviously you guys know that red zone isn't just goal line. It's 25, 30 in, you know, where you consider that to be the mm-hmm. red zone. And Dan Quinn even spoke about that, just how the field shortens. Mm-hmm. And I think the decisions have to be quicker. But, Nui, I agree with you. If you just clock in 50% of those, that's that game. You, you It's a tough game. Everybody's looking at you like, man, you had you play let the let the uh, Cardinals play you tough, but at least you win that, and that made the difference in this game. Offensively, they got so much stuff that they got to clean up, and I don't know if that's not playing in the preseason. I don't know if it's the the lineman being out, but either way, those little things with the offense between Dak and Ceedee Lamb, they have to get those things together and they have to fix it. And I think they'll be better for it as the season progresses. Good. Listen. <sighs> I'm comfortable with the red zone. I was comfortable with the red zone when we were getting down there and we were playing great defense. We also said that there will come a time when the defense doesn't show up how they usually show up, and then we're going to have to win it on offense. And that is getting into the red zone, scoring points. All right? I am going to keep pointing out that although we did not get into the end zone like we were supposed to, we had opportunities. All right? We had 
fade ball to uh to Michael Gallup at the end where could have been a pass interference, but a better place ball there, that's a touchdown. Right. All right. Some of some of the stuff that we continue to run is not helping us out. Like when you get into the red zone, if you're able to force a defense to play man to man for whatever reason, for whatever you're doing outside of the red zone, you can force them to play man to man. That's when you see uh offensive coordinators be able to get creative, pick routes, uh guys coming all the way across the formation and getting wide open in the end zone. When you're not and they're able to play zone, it makes it a lot more difficult, especially, you know, if you're having trouble, you know, reading defenses or figuring out whatever's going on with Dak Prescott. But if you're not able to force them into man-to-man, it's going to make it more difficult for you. Those boots that, that you try to run, if you aren't forcing guys to step up and react to the run and they're able to just turn and boot out and, and cover those tight ends that are coming across the field, it's nobody else. It's nobody, you're running out of space because you're already cutting off half of the field. So I think Mike McCarthy has to get a little bit more creative uh, to figure out how we can open things up in the red zone because, like you said, it's already a condensed situation. Yeah, I, I think it'll get better. I think it'll be- get better um, You know, once that offensive line gets more healthy, which we all understand it, <laughs> that could be you know 50-50. But once that offensive line gets a little more healthy, I think you'll see more runs down there in the red zone. They did a, a decent job this time, but they weren't able to punch it in like we've seen in years past. So I think once they can get that run game solid and consistent, then I think it'll open up more things. You'll see teams running more man-to-man coverage because they got to have more guys in the box to stop the run, and they'll be able to get more creative. But when it comes down to play calling and decision-making, because they had that fourth and – I think it was fourth and three right there, and you could have just you know took the kick or kicked the points, four, yeah. got that, and kept that momentum rolling. You decided to go for it. So I think there's two avenues there with play calling and the red zone that they have to improve on. But I want to ask y'all three, I mean, you know, after this small sample size, and this is the first time McCarthy actually got tested mm-hmm. as a coordinator out there, where, where, do y'all still believe – Yes, the, he's the better. Move, he's the better than the better. last play call. Yeah. He's better okay. than the last. No, no, play. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm still sticking okay. with better. it. I'm still sticking with it because. I'm not like I said. I'm not sure what happened. We usually kick the ball, let the play to our defense, and I think that's still the recipe for success for us versus what we're seeing out there in LA sometimes. All right, so I think him playing to what he what he expects to be the strength of our team throughout the game, it just ended up not being that way. Do we need to get better in the red zone? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would like to address this offensive line thing because you asked and I didn't really get to talk about it. At any point through this season and last season, if you don't have a backup left tackle ready to go into the game, then you are not prepared well enough. No, absolutely. Then you are not prepared well enough. And then also, also, you should already have depth and know that, hey, man, we need to get some of these guys some one reps anyways. But specifically on that left side, if you if that that guy should probably be splitting reps. Throughout the week, or keep him inside. He no, played yeah. well. But New York you drafted someone to play the left tackle. I mean, but you didn't, and he's probably not getting reps throughout the week at left Especially, tackle. He probably didn't get reps last week. I promise you, he's getting reps this week. It's just, it, it, I mean, because has, like you said, it, like you said, it's gonna happen. You, you know, he's gonna miss some time, so you prepare yourself for what you know is already gonna be there. I was just about to give you credit for growth, and then you doubled down <laughs> with the question. I like that, though, dog, because you insinuated without actually saying what saying, you want to say. That was the first <laughs> test. We ain't going to sit here and act like those first two weeks were just, man, he's I, just, he's done. How many times they got in the red zone? Huh? How many times they got in the red zone? Five. I, I forgot. Five out of eight times they got into the red zone. So they're moving the ball. They, they red zone, they red zone offense with, needs with, with, needs with three points. With three backup offensive mm-hmm. line. Now, right. let, me well, sure, let me make sure they I stay. Now, let me get to your boy. No, excuse. No, he might not. 
No, he's not making an excuse for success. He's saying they were successful even though. Even with that. Even with that. Now, let's go back to your boy. Okay, okay let's out here. do it. Let's so, do it. So, Brandon Staley has this great idea. Let's go for it on our 27. This is what Justin Herbert was doing. You're talking about a guy dealing, okay, against the, the Vikings. 40 of 47 that's, that's for amazing. 400 yards, three touchdowns. So, at this point in time, he ain't missing, right? right. Mm-hmm. Seven pack. Your boy... As they have run the ball in the game 15 times for 30 yards, he gives it to Joshua Kelly on a fullback dive, and his dude had 11 carries for 12 yards. Is that smart play call? That was not. What that is was that? Not. That's what, trick him. That's what, trying to trick him. It was That's fourth terrible. and three. It was fourth and three in the red zone. Dive with momentum. your boots on. You got the running back who was averaging. What was Tony Pollard averaging? And no, no, this dude. What's he, this? He, dude? He, Joshua Kelly. Really, you decided to run Kelly a play action. Roll out game. with that Prescott. Yeah. With, no, with no options in front. We're talking about your boy. Stay on point. We, we Stay on point. You, you gave an example. Point. I'm giving an example. No. It, I mean, it was, come it, on. Listen, That's okay. True. I listen, and I'm with you. But but in the previous two weeks, we've seen glaring uh, um, examples of Kelly Moore and uh, two minute drives to where you like, bro. What is what is but going on? It's consistent. I will say this though. There's a difference when you talk about those first. He, your man's is playing with a historically great yeah, defense. Yeah, yeah. Well, he is literally playing with the worst defense in the National Football League. And I'm not. Did I say that was an excuse? Did it I sound like excuse? it. I didn't say it was an excuse earlier. I didn't give it an excuse. What you got? You that sound they, like it to you? Dude, they, got, they got some players over there on that D. What you talking about? Defense quarter ain't good, but they go. Hey, let's not act like they literally, don't have no, 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 no They no, literally no. have the no, worst that, defense. That's not even the, 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 the point is Justin Herbert has gotten the ball. <laughs> With time left on the clock and the opportunity yeah. to go win the game, and we've seen it the first two weeks yeah. where it not not even where it's like, oh man, it just he got set. It was like, bro, what what we calling? Yeah, what is that? So, but, so he <laughs> that, put it. He put that's... the ball in his quarterback's hands. Yeah, and then but then last when he didn't do it last week, that, it's a problem. See, I don't you know. <laughs> but, <here's, laughs> but let me ask this. But let me ask this. <laughs> let me ask this because I think call. I think coming into coming into this season. Our one thing about Mike McCarthy was trying to figure out what the identity of this offense was going to be. And in a very short time, we figured out that identity. He, we're going to run the ball. And we're going to run it to a fault. And we're going to keep on running it. And we're going to get this offensive rhythm. And we're not going to put Dak in a position where he's throwing across his body, making these stupid plays. And then I see on the other side for the Chargers, even with the way that the, your Herbert is playing, which was like, those are crazy numbers. What is the identity of the Chargers right now? And like that's the thing that's following him there because you don't what what is it? it and I get it, but when you talk about you? identity, you, talk, you just talked about identity, yeah. right? So what happens when you get tested? You revert back to your identity. Boom. What did we see the Cowboys do? Throw the ball forty times when they're tested. You're going back to your daddy. So so what's the identity of the Dallas Cowboys? I, I mean, listen, they, they threw it forty times. They rushed for how much? I mean, it's not like they stopped running the ball. No, they, that's they're, true. They're, they're, but they're, exactly, you was killing the run game. So why? One eighty-five. So, so why? Do, why the switch well, up? Well, well, eventually you got to if you're down like that. You got to start throwing the ball. But again, again, I'm, I'm still staying on this. Well, throw the deep ball right. All right. So you, you're watching the film. You say, hey, man, we got we got these guys, and these could be big play opportunities. We got to keep taking the shots because, like, it's open. You have to keep trying to throw it. And, you know, we just haven't been able to, to, to you know, capitalize on some of those At all. those opportunities, unfortunately. Right, let's, let's, keep, let's, let's keep this going. Let's keep, this, let's keep it going. I like the it energy. feels good. feels like good. You started. Andy McCray, Heckman Harrison, Barry Church, I knew he scrubs. Up he next. mad because he lost last night. <laughs> the that cow- was a bull The Cowboys. Anyway. <laughs> 
are falling down in the rankings. Down bad. Let's see exactly what, uh, mm. what the folks are having to say about the Cowboys after the loss to the Arizona Cardinals. We'll do that next right here on the Players' Lounge. Brought to you by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com radio. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap at the Prescott who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. We got big personalities. We got big hair, big bell buckles. We got fans all across this big state and enemies in every other one. We even got a big star on the 50-yard line. Smirnoff knows football is a wee thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks home or away, we rally together. We cry together, and we always rally cry together because, most of all, we got big love for them boys. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Back to the Players' Lounge. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Dallas Cowboy football? Tell us how you spice up the game for a chance to be named 2023 Cowboys Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan, and win exclusive prizes, plus a trip to Super Bowl 58. Nominate yourself or another today at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year. Heck, Harrison, Danny McCray, Barry Church, I'm Newey Scruggs. This is Players Lounge brought to you by Tostitos. So the Cowboys... Which were number one last week in a couple rankings, definitely top three. Well, the new power rankings are out, and the Cowboys down bad. Let's start with ESPN. They've got San Francisco at one, Miami at two, Philadelphia at three, Kansas City moves up to four, Buffalo at five, Dallas at six. NBC Pro Football Talk has the 49ers at one, Miami at two. Philadelphia at three, Kansas City at four, and they have dropped the Cowboys, who were number one in their poll last week, to number five. NFL.com, Dolphins number one. They've got San Francisco ranked two, Kansas City three, Philadelphia four, Buffalo five. They've got the Cowboys at six. USA Today has San Francisco at one, Philadelphia at two, Miami at three, Kansas City at four, Buffalo five, Detroit at six, (laughs) Pittsburgh at seven, Cleveland at eight, the Dallas Cowboys at nine, and the Ravens at ten. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, nah, look, why y'all make all that noise in Detroit? 
Oh, Who did Detroit beat? Come on now. Who did Detroit beat? They did beat Kansas City. They did. What, 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 what we talking? I'm just saying. Did they beat Kansas City? They the did. team and nobody shook their head when they said Kansas City was ranked above. So Detroit went out. Then they go to Kansas City. They did. They did. So why we making all this noise? Like, <laughs> oh, you believe you? Be- that wasn't me. Nah, hey, listen, hey, listen. We've been talking about Dan Campbell. Like, yeah. Detroit, the Detroit Lions look like a totally different team. Okay, they mm-hmm. look like a different team. I'm not, I'm not shocked that somebody would would rank them ahead of us after the performance that we put on last week. Okay. That was not a good performance. No, offensively, defensively, special teams. You know, we, you know it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, but that was, it wasn't a good performance all around. I, I don't. The other, the first two, like the Buffalo Cowboys. I mean, you can mix match those guys. I'm good with that, except for the one that they have. They're all the way at 11th. Was it on on the one list or 11th? I don't agree with that one. But when you look at those other lists, I mean, what teams would you take out? <laughs> you know, to put the Cowboys in there. I mean, Miami, Kansas City, they balling. He saw Philadelphia last night. So oof, outside of the one on their way back there, I gotta agree with the first two. <laughs> it's a lot of those teams in the AFC don't look the same to me. Kansas City is one of them. I, that offense is, is starting to struggle. Mahomes is like he got he's locked in on eighty seven for everything. Um, but I would I would put Miami at number one right now. I mean yeah, that's cooking. just that's just it. And, and they're talking about that Miami offense, but not enough people are talking about the Miami defense. Miami defense is balling. That's what's carrying without Jay Ram. Uh, come on, man. That's, that's what's carrying a lot of it, but. You know, it, it, this is going to be week to week with us, man. It's going to be week to week with us. And so I expect it. But the Buffalo, Buffalo, they, 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 come on. I know what you're going to say. We lost by 12 to the Cardinals. They lost to the Jets that mm-hmm. didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey. So, so, Heckman, just go back to what you said about Miami. So, ESPN has them number two with San Francisco in front. Um, and then. Pro Football Talk NBC's got, got Miami, too, with San Francisco in front of them. And then NFL.com's got them number one. And then USA Today has Miami three with Philadelphia and San Francisco in front of them. Any issues with that at all? No, nah, I don't. In front of them? I, I don't. Okay. I, I just think, you know, one, two, you can't be wrong on that because of San Francisco's defense. I, I think they're going to always get the benefit of the doubt. They, I think, what, 13-game winning streak in the regular season right now? It's crazy. Okay. Um, but Miami, to me, they're the hottest team in the NFL. And so this – Whatever they got going on with Tua, uh, Soul Brother number one, it's it's man, they working it. That's see, and, and that's type of stuff happening after you go out there and put up seventy on Denver. Like we forgot about Denver. Yeah, <laughs> we watched Denver all last season, and then Sean Payton got there, and we like, oh, all right, it might be a little different. They got seventy put up on them, mm. and if you watch the tape, and they stop. Yeah. Just, if you watch the tape, them boys weren't playing no defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which you get beat, you get beat by you know, fifty mm. to twenty. I'm telling you, you like, hey, bro, run the clock. And you and, and that's in them players' head, like, bro, we got to get up out of here. Bro. I'm not trying to taste Tyreek Hill around here. Mm-hmm. What's, up, what's up with these AFC West defensive coordinators? Got your boy he's Staley. He's hey, trash. hey, let's he's go one on one with Hill, and now Ball. let's ride coming to town. Drop bombs off. I think they scored. They went seven red zone, red zones, seven red zone trips, and <laughs> yeah, seven the Raiders look bad. I'm like, man, <laughs> yeah. they, 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 listen, mm. they tripping. Um, I, I who, who's um ahead of us on that last list where we're like, you say like eleven or is it nine? No, no, they're nine. Oh, so yeah. USA today, they're who's nine. Who's at uh, four? Like up to five? Okay, up to f- Buffalo's at five, then Detroit six, Pittsburgh seven, Cleveland eight, then Dallas at nine. No way. I mean, come on, Cleveland? Is that an argument? Cleveland? Nah, I, I don't know. 
I mean, Cleveland has a hell of a defense. Yeah, it's, it's, hell it's, of a defense. It's, it's, I ain't dissing their defense, yeah, but I'm just like yeah. Watson. It's, it's a hell. It's a hell of a defense. I, listen, Watson I, I had a good know. week last week. I'm just I'm just watching what we did last week <laughs> and mm. then who we played. You know what I'm saying? Because you like the Buffalo Buffalo lost to New York without Aaron Rodgers and and we beat them. I mean, but it's still New York without Aaron Rodgers. It, it, like it's still it is what it is. And they just looking at the teams that they played and you know first I don't they know. love you then they hate you Pittsburgh then they love Pittsburgh you. I don't know Pittsburgh I don't know they got to continue yeah, to get better it, but yeah. Mike Tomlin keeps saying I'm not apologizing for winning and they they keep finding ways to go out there and win That's so factual. so let me switch this in our last uh, few moments of the show to Dak Prescott Dak Prescott has not thrown a touchdown to a wide receiver since the Tampa Bay playoff win so in San Francisco the touchdown pass was to tight end Dalton Schultz mm-hmm. then they uh, season ended Giants this year, no touchdowns from Dak at all. J- uh, the Jets game, he threw two touchdown passes. Though those were two tight ends. And then in the Arizona game, it was a Rico Dowdle touchdown, the running back. So, thoughts about a wide receiver league now? Boots and waggles. He, he's had <laughs> opportunities. I mean, we, we've seen it, and especially against Arizona. He just got to put that thing on the money. I mean, we've seen one of CD. We've seen one of Michael Gallup. Um, you know, they just got to get it on the same page. So, I see more, you know, touchdowns for the wide receivers in the future. But, you know, as of right now, it just seems like him and his wide receivers just aren't on the same page for whatever reason. <clears throat> Wait, who, who not on the same page? Him or the wide receiver or both? The connection between I'll, the two. I'll, I'll, say, <laughs> I, listen, them dudes is getting open. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. what I've seen. Them yeah. dudes are getting open, and the, and the catches are made more difficult by whatever – ball is being thrown. Mm-hmm. Could it have been pass interference? Yes. Could that have been totally avoided because he was way ahead of the guy and you just, you know, put it in the back of the end zone and let him catch the ball? Yes. Though I think those tight ends that are catching these passes is which is why when you see Arizona and you're rolling out, cutting off half the field, those are the ones that are usually going for touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> Boom! <Yeah. laughs> Come out, easy t- easy touchdown by throwing it to a wide open tight end. He kind of got it in in a tight window in the, uh, in the previous game to the tight end. Mm-hmm. But those windows are getting closed up because people know that's what you're running. That's mm-hmm. how you're scoring. What, what are the Cowboys going to do to get a touchdown in the red zone? And that's what the defensive coordinator is looking at saying, oh, hey, listen, make sure you're paying attention because one of these plays is going to be a boot. So what are they insinuating with this? You know, it's like – if if the Cowboys won, would we have this conversation? No, we wouldn't have it. Now it's gonna be oh they don't score on the left half. See, oh, but I mean, come on, man, come come on now. <laughs> eleven catches. We go to the Jets. Ceedee Lamb had eleven catches for one forty three. All right, didn't score any touchdowns. Okay, but he's targeting this man. He's getting him the ball. He's he's. The numbers are there. He threw his first interception. Are we not looking around the NFL at anybody else's interceptions besides Dak? But then we're going to say, oh, he had had a touchdown to a wide receiver. Huh. Word. We 2-1. We ain't a- oh, come on, man. We ain't 0-3. Oh hey, you know Is what? that what we doing today? I'm starting to see this on all the TV shows everywhere now. Everybody's a Dak apologist now. Like, y'all, y'all don't talk about Dak like y'all talk about Dak like y'all talk about the rest of them. And then you can't come here and say nothing about the about It's what about this? What about me? It's the what about it. So I, so I can't say nothing about the dude? I didn't. No, that's not a, what I'm saying. We we spent all off season saying, you know what? Wide receiving core is not good. Need to improve it. Here comes Brandon Cooks. Now we're saying Michael Gallup is back 100% ready to go. <laughs> C.D. Lamb has gotten better. He had a good training camp. They were good at training camp. So 
now you're into three games and there's yet to be a wide receiver to catch a touchdown pass in a wide receiver league, and you can't ask the question? The in, uh, all right. So we're just going to insinuate that. What, so what are we saying? That, that we, can, need to, we need to get our, our, our receivers and Dak on the same page in the red zone because that is the way to score. Okay. The, but the but, you, but when you saw 11 for 143, you didn't think that, oh, there's a connection between him and CD when in they the, played against, when they the, played against we, but we the Jets? We're talking about the red zone. We, the question wasn't about the he red did. zone. He, he, said, just, he said to the – what did you say? To the wide – he had thrown a touchdown to a wide receiver. Not in the red zone. Have we been but talking period. about red zone woes? We've been talking about red zone. Well, the whole, the whole, and, what was and, the question? Though, and though? I spoke about the fact that there has not been a Dak touchdown to a wide receiver since the Tampa Bay playoff game. Yeah. So and, looking and back, they've been thrown to. And and then I listed who 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 got caught the touchdown. And where do you think they caught him from? The red zone. We just talking about throwing bombs and all that. Come on now, y'all. And, and, right. and that's what we saying. They're not being. They're not throwing far enough for them to even make the 50, 60 yard touchdown Man, run. Sounds like we need a little bit more listen, creativity I, in not, the playbook. I'm not. I'm not beating up Dak Prescott. <laughs> I think that is. I think that's that, that's a point that needs Rico to be made. Rico Dottle was Rico Dottle. Oh. was a fifteen yard. That was a fifteen yard pass uh, touchdown, and he ran in Schoonmaker. Oh, that's a running back. The running back, that's okay. it, but he threw it to him. Yeah, uh, that was 15 yards. Was Schoonmaker it was. Hmm? Oh, he, it was a wheel route. Yeah, the um, <laughs> Schoonmaker was. That was a quick. But <laughs> you ought to be shaming yourself, bro. I like that, bro. But I'm, I'm like, I'm not finna sit and say I this, can't say nothing bad. I like, I can't critique don't you his game. Say nothing bad about that. I know. <laughs> so and like anything. <laughs> People say, is it a trend now? When you start, that's that. And that was how it was approached. Is this a trend? Okay. Oh and so when your quarterback is making this kind of money, when your quarterback has been given the weapons and there's supposed to be an improvement, and we saw in training camp where they were actively working on this, and you're not seeing a payoff, it is legitimate to ask the question and to bring it up as a topic. We get back. We're gonna give you three more weeks before you start. Cause yesterday you was real light and you ain't want to say nothing. <laughs> so, right. yeah. He loves it. Small sample size. <laughs> oh, now it's a small sample size. Well, I told y'all, I told y'all since week one. So we yeah. get, I said, we get, I said, hey, it's just week one. Y'all <laughs> turn to it's just we'll, week two. Let's end the show. Here we are. Here we are. We have, we're going to leave this as a, a, dis, a discussion, which was robust here at the end of the show. Mm. Barry Church, Adam Harrison, Danny McCray, and Louis Scruggs Players Lounge brought to you by Tostitos. Thanks to Jazz, Josh, and everybody who was a part of the show today right here Ooh, on DallasCowboys.com Radio. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!